the summer before last, I took a week and I served as a, a chaplain at Camp Stevens, our diocesan summer camp, which is located just outside of Julian, California, in the mountains about an hour east of San Diego. My duties were varied. I gave a, a few chapel talks. I provided some activities for the young campers and I offered pastoral care. It was a, a wonderful way to spend a week. Now, the campers are separated into groups by age and the oldest group decided that one of the activities they wanted to do was to see the sunrise from the top of the tallest mountain in the area, Mount Vulcan. And I was invited to tag along with them and I decided I wanted to go. Now, of course, to see the sunrise from the top of a mountain means you have to start hiking really early. And that means you have to do, also means you have to do the entire hike to the top all in the dark. But off we went with flashlights in hand in a long line up the trail. We went at a feverish pace to make sure we would, we would get to the top in plenty of time so as not to miss the sunrise. Once we got to the top, we each found a place to sit and we watched in quiet wonder as the, the sky began to change and, and the sun began to emerge. I mostly remember the colors, orange, yellow, red, even, even purple as the sunlight met the clouds. And I remember the stillness, even though there was a gentle wind. And I remember the, the hushed awe of the, the normally talkative teens. In short, it was an absolutely beautiful moment. One of those moments in my life that will, that will always stick with me and will always be a part of me. And it's one of those experiences that is so hard to capture. It, el it eludes my attempt to fully describe. Later that day, when I was asked how the sunrise was, I, I used words like amazing and gorgeous and fantastic and wonderful. And all those words fell short. What I needed to say was that the sunrise was something you had to experience for yourself. What I needed to say was that the sunrise was bigger than me and, and bigger than my perspective. And so one needed to experience it firsthand in order to grasp it. What I needed to say was essentially, come and see. In today's gospel lesson, we have these different exchanges, these different findings. Jesus finds Philip and says to him, follow me. And Philip, in turn, finds Nathanael. Philip tells Nathanael, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Philip's description of Jesus is filled with longing and hope. His desire is that Jesus represents the fulfillment of God's promises. Philip's hope is that Jesus will mend all that is broken 
and heal all that is wounded. But for Nathaniel, Philip's words are not enough. Nathaniel has some preconceived notions, even some prejudices that he will need to overcome before he will be able to share in Philip's hope. In response to Philip, Nathaniel wonders aloud, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Is Nathaniel's question befuddlement or is it derisive or is it a bit of both? In any case, Philip does not try to argue with Nathaniel. Philip does not become offended by Nathaniel's question or lash out, nor does he decide to walk away. Philip merely offers the invitation, come and see. Come and see. Such a powerful invitation. It should be noted that Jesus himself uses this same response, come and see, to an earlier question asked by Andrew and another disciple. One might go so far as to say that this invitation, come and see, is one of the themes of John's gospel. This invitation sets the stage for everything that is to follow. Come and see. But the power of this invitation to come and see is, is not in its rhetoric. It is not coercive. This invitation does not convince by means of logic or persuasion. It does not try to convince at all. Rather, it leaves space for mystery. It leaves space for wonder, for encounter. And this invitation admits that the encounter that is to come is beyond our grasp to fully convey. Rather, the encounter must be experienced for oneself. Come and see. As followers of Jesus, here is our model of how we might share the good news of the gospel. Yes, like Philip, we must make our declarations of faith. We must declare that we have been found by Jesus and been bid to follow. And thus, like Philip, we must share what we have found. But ultimately, all we really have to offer is the invitation to come and see. All we have to offer is the invitation to encounter and experience for oneself. All we have to offer is the space to discover that in Jesus, the word has become flesh, that God has come to journey with us, that, that God's power is revealed to us in the vulnerable humanity of the person of Jesus of Nazareth. All we can do is, is point to the new vision for humanity revealed to us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. All we can do is to bear witness to God's love for each and every human being and for the whole world, and then summon people to live in the light of that reality, for them to experience that reality, for them to come and see. And yet in order to offer this invitation to come and see, we must hear this same invitation offered by Jesus to us. We need to come and see again 
and again. We need to come and see anew each and every day. We need to climb the mountain of our lives amidst the, the hopelessness and, and the despair, amidst the agony and violence of this time. We must hike in the hope of coming and seeing the light of God's love rising over our lives. We must head out in the darkness of our longing with our flashlights in hand so that we might see the rising of God's justice and peace. We must head out at a feverish pace with the expectation that God longs to make whole all that is broken in our world and that God longs to heal all the wounds of our lives. You know, during this Martin Luther King weekend, I'm thinking particularly of the power of the invitation of King's witness to us. He bids us all to come and see and to imagine a world where racism and oppression, poverty and war had been overcome. King himself knew just how difficult the times were and how difficult they would continue to be. And yet he declared, just before he died, that he had been to the mountaintop. King proclaimed that God had allowed him to see the promised land. King's witness to us, even today, is merely the invitation to come and see. Come and see the promised land. Come and see that land where the dignity of every human being is upheld and affirmed. And affirmed. Come and see the power of peace. Come and see the end of racism and white supremacy, the end of injustice, the end of war. God longs for us to live in the light of God's love. God calls on us to climb our mountains so that we might find our lives and our world transformed in God's light. God speaks to us in Jesus and says, come and see. And in turn, we too are to invite others, indeed invite the whole world to come and see. And so, come and see. Come and see. Amen.